Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Right? Are you intoxicated or something? How are you doing, bud? Is water wet? Water is not wet, if you're asking me. Uh, <laughs> Team McGregor finally on the board. You know the clean sweep. Through your curveball there, bud. The clean sweep did not happen uh, last week. I, I was asked the same question, and I said that clean sweep will happen as definite as water is wet. So, uh, look, obviously. <laughs> Like what, first of all, like what a finish that fight was! Like unbelievable finish. Um, yeah. So what? But, yeah. So obviously going into that fight, Conor, Team McGregor were seven 0 down, and there it was Rico Disculio taking on Hunter Azur from Team Chandler, and like Hunter Azur was like their number one seed going into it. Ross, you were like, "Water is wet. There's going to be a clean sweep." Um, and like in the first round, Hunter Azur absolutely smashed Rico as well. So like obviously we knew the result going in to watch the episode, but like after the first round, I was like, how does he pull this out of the bag? Yeah, like obviously he had a small bit of success um on the feet to start off with, and then he threw some like lovely elbows from the bottom. But he was he looked like he was effectively drowning at one stage that like yeah. it was eventually gonna happen. And uh, uh, when I was watching the fight and Hunter Azura got him down, and it was three minutes ago. I, I was like, this is going to be a long round for him uh, to survive. And the thing about the ultimate fighter is, you can sort of tell how long the fights are by how long is left in the episode if you're watching it on UFC Fight Pass. So I was like... You're giving away the secrets, man. I was like, this definitely goes to the second round at least. <laughs> so I was like, Jesus, this is going to be a rough round. But he got back to his feet, and like he... Look, it wasn't a 10-8 round, put it that way. It wasn't a 10-8. It was like a 10-9 round to Hunter Azura. But like... He did a bit of damage to him as well. Like he cut him up a bit in the first round, so he he got his shots off. But it was Hunter Zer was definitely winning. But I don't know. It looked like Hunter Zer was more tired of the two, and then like that right hand was just absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was like right on the end of it as well. It was it was just a beautiful shot. And then the double handed like <laughs> smash it was like a gorilla smash on the way down. I was like, what is that? But like. Uh, well, have you seen that before? I've never. I don't think I've ever seen someone. Maybe like, maybe like a four-year-old fighting like another four-year-old or something like that. Something like those noise. But it's not definitely in something. It's, it's definitely something like a monkey would do, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. gorilla smash. Yeah, that that was that was pure gorilla smash, man. That was smashing a coconut. He's better uh, trying with the SBG gorilla. That's true, man. That's true. But like, what, do, that that in my opinion, that's the biggest win of the season. Yeah, definitely. Like. He was the number four seed going in. Hunter Zero was number one seed going in. Like, what a fight! Like, what a fight! And when I was, you know what? When I was initially watching it, I was like, I don't think this guy is like that great. But then obviously, yeah. his strike, his striking yeah. is up to up to scratch. I, I don't think his grappling's up to scratch. I think that's obviously where his flaws are. But look, I suppose he's a work in progress. Also, it was funny that the prospect actually had he was eleven and two, and Hunter and Zer as the vet. Was ten and three, so I was like, they've actually had the same med fights. Yeah, and uh, also the the prospect Rico is thirty six, and uh, Hunter Zero is thirty one. But uh, that puts Team McGregor on the board. I know we were taking Brad's win as well for being Team McGregor, but uh, it actually gets more exciting next week, Ross. Yeah, really, well, really hold on, wait, wait, sorry. Before we get into next week, after the fight, Connor like going in, running around the cage. That was absolutely hilarious. Getting in and then 
calling out calling out the whole team Chandler saying team here today gone tomorrow but the way like he celebrated that win as if he won the whole season yeah it was it was a uh, run around the cage like like uh, Ireland had just won the world cup it, it was brilliant to see and the fact he sort of downplayed all Chandler's wins and then when he got a win it was like yeah who uh, <laughs> ran quicker around the cage Connor for that win for Rico or Dana when Connor and Chandler were facing off who ran faster around the cage uh, I, I think Connor. I think Connor's got a few years on him, so I think uh, he's got better pace. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was it, it. was just funny to see because I think watching him lose, bar obviously the Lee Hammond fight, he was distraught. But you yeah. were sort of like, oh, how invested is he? How invested is he? And I think after seeing the win, like, like right, he's obvi- he obviously is very, very much so invested. And uh, look, the back and forth with the likes of Roosevelt Roberts and stuff like that. Like, I thought, I thought that was funny. I thought he was. Uh, just give give them a bit of stick or whatever, because yeah. I always I always laugh when he slags those guys because I'm like, Bracketone is on that team and you're sort of <laughs> saying there has been. Yeah, but do you know what the thing is? As we said a few episodes ago, there hasn't been any sort of like pranks or anything, and like a, a lot of the stuff on the shows goes more into the backgrounds of the families. Mm. Now maybe as the show the shows go on, there is going to be a bit more back and forth, but usually it's between housemates. But. uh like the, the, seeing a bit of spiciness in the show gets people more intrigued. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like people want to. People love the drama. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. what they're here for. And yeah. at the end of the day, like this isn't Love Island, boss. Yeah, it's not Love Island. It's not what, love what's, Island. The, what's the saying again? The, uh, uh, the Ultimate Feelings Championship. Yeah, the Ultimate Feelings Championship. <laughs> but uh, look, at the end of the day, Rico got the job done for Team McGregor, and he got to drive the Lambo afterwards. So, like, you know what I mean? I'd say the other fighters are raging now. If they got, if they got the dub, like they would have got to drive the uh, Lambo. But uh, Rico, Mister Lamborghini, now. Uh, I, I thought he hasn't gassed. given it back. <laughs> I thought it was gas that Connor gave him the keys. And was like, I don't even know how this chap can drive. I was like, yeah. I was like. Yeah. Also, I, I think like driving one of those cars is different to driving any other car because like <laughs> the power of them is something else. How would you know, man? <laughs> I wouldn't, but. Uh, there what we go. Think? I just I only have a Ferrari, so like I wouldn't know what Lambo's like. Yeah, we need to get we need to we need to get more money off four star stout, the best stout in the game, for uh, to move up to Lamborghini levels, Ross. But yeah. next week, Roosevelt Robert is taking on Austin Hubbard, and like that's that's a UC level fight, like semi final. Yeah, I think I think it's a great fight, and then obviously in turn that means Jason Knight will be fighting on fighting uh, Kurt Holloway. What do you say, Mississippi versus Louisiana? I was like, yeah, that was oh. brilliant. Yeah, I was like, I was like, he definitely sold us to Dana there with that line, and he was like, "This is the fight years in the making," and I was like, "Yeah, like it is, like two country boys going at it, like yeah, have it, yeah." I'm, I'm definitely here for it. What is it? What is it? Crawfish versus Gators? <laughs> Man, that needs to be a T-shirt. That should be the, yeah. that should be the next Energize glasses for people listen. Uh, yeah, if you are enjoying. The Ultimate Fighter as much as we are and the show so far. Make sure to like and make sure to subscribe. And if you're on UC Fight Pass, uh, make sure to hit the heart because we love it and hopefully you do too. Ross, that's eight episodes deep of The Ultimate Fighter. It's like that, getting that win was very, very sweet. As people could tell, as the weeks were going on, we we're like, that clean sweep is not tasting good in this mouth. But no. uh, there is plenty more stuff in the world of MMA, especially Irish MMA, that's going down. There is, but Baz, I have one last tough question. We saw, tough. we saw at the end where it looked like Jason Knight was going to change team, and then it said that Jason Knight, oh no, he'd rather do something else than change team. I don't know what the phrase they used was. But go home. 
you, yeah, go home or change team. Do you think um, anyone will change team once Team McGregor? Well, you're you're going on about it last week. I think Bracatona. Well, it's more if you're going to be fighting against someone and they're on the same team as you, you'd almost rather be with someone else. So they're not getting all the inside stuff. Like uh, Austin Hubbard, who's going to be fighting Roswell Roberts, he's the issue with his knee. And like, like they'd be like probably the main sparring partners. So he, uh, Roswell right. Roberts, you're could right. definitely Cody tell. Gibson, was that? He has an issue with his knee as well, I think. Really? Yeah. Bantamway? I don't know. But like, yeah. There's one guy. Oh, no. It's, your man Cody Gibson is the Bantamway. He said he didn't want to fight Timor. He wants to fight Rico. That's the bandwagon fellow who got the knockout. They all want to fight Rico. He's the only guy who's not on their team. Yeah. And he's a prospect, like, I mean, who actually has the biggest win in the show. So, yeah. what do you ask me? So, I'm just saying, do you think anyone's going to swap teams? And if I you were the... to get guess, if someone does do swap teams, who do you think it will be? Give me one from each weight class. Um, well, I'm going to go Bragatona because Bragatona looks sweet in one of them Lamborghinis, bud. And then, um, and then. Rico, he's already there, and then uh, Jason Knight. I think Jason. I think the winner of the the battle of the the Middle America should join McGregor's team to get a shot of the Lamborghini. You know what I mean, get the Gators, <laughs> get the crawfish, baby. It's a hoedown. I love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, like you said, Basmo, the Irish are in action this weekend, and the Irish are were in action last weekend as well. Um, big shout out to Jer Harris who went over to Virginia. He fought in. APFC Anthony Pettis fighting championship and he got a win with a first round armbar I think it was about 90 seconds long uh, before he got the win so um, fair play to him obviously he, he's making a bit of waves over there he's signed to Showtime management um, yeah, yeah I, I think I, I think the sky's the limit for Jer Baz yeah well Jer he, he talks the talk and he walks the walk and um, like it, not only in this game like like some of the people I was watching on Tough, like they're obviously good fighters, but like mm. they don't really stand out. Whereas like obviously bring it back to Jared, like look, he's have to change the team now. He's have to get in the win now, and that's a big platform. He's have to be on there, like under the Showtime Pettis brand and, and uh, flying over to America to fight. But Jared is great on the mic. Uh, he's a flyaway. He can knock people out, and he like he sort of has it all. I'm sure we're obviously going to get into the Sean Abanis, uh, Sean Abanis uh competing this weekend as well, but. Sean is the star. I think Jared's a star as well. He's obviously needs to like, uh, like work more in his all around game. He's obviously uh, like new enough. I think he's three and one now, Ross. Um, but like he'll grow, and he like he doesn't need to grow anymore on the mic. He has that. So mm-hmm. like once he like molds the rest of his game uh, under the tutelage of Andy Ryan, and of course Redzer and Neil Siri and Bill McCann. Um, who knows where Jared Harris could go? Maybe the Cage Warriors double. Yeah, I think uh, just touching that, I think that's where we'll see Jer Harris next. Cage Warriors Dublin in October, is it? Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's where we'll see him next. I think that's where he he deserves to be. That's where he needs to be, uh, and he needs to be constantly put on these uh, these platforms that uh, really show how talented he is. He's uh, yeah. What did you say? He, he, he there won't be a person left in Ballymun with any time he fights in Dublin. Yeah, exactly. So the 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 Ballymun will be empty. Ballymun will be empty. Yeah, and and to Roy as well, like he's uh he's a he's a guy who uh re represents his hometown well and I think there's a big future in the sport from he just, he just, he just needs to do everything on his end. He needs to keep on showing the training and uh make those improvements because he's got all the star quality 
there and he is a lovely fellow as well and I spoke to Andy about it uh, as well and he said he was very focused and he was very impressed from all week because again like when you make it to, uh, change a team you know what I mean like there's always going to be someone in the background like nearly hoping you lose to be like oh see you shouldn't have done that or you should have done that and that's 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 any team change that was us Ross that was us yeah yeah, uh, but uh, Cage Warriors Dublin is going to be on the 14th of the 10th in the RDS in Dublin. That's going to be a some show because, in fairness, looking at all the cards so far this year, the best show has been Cage Warriors Dublin already. So mm. let's see if that can top it. Uh, although the crack for Kenlock Ran becoming the bantamweight champion in Rome, that looked like a mad scene as well. But uh, look, we're biased. Who would have guessed we're biased, Ross? Um, speaking of great talkers on the mic, Ross, Kiefer Crosby got the win on Kingpin Boxing over the weekend. I know Keane got uh, Keen got the win as well. Uh, ben Williams got the win as well. Who else am I missing? Was there another Irish one? Oh, Decky Dollar retired. Shout out, yeah. Deck. But, like, Kiefer totally sold that card. Like, uh, the face-offs he was doing with um, Aaron Chalmers, like, about who's former Geordie Shore star. Like, uh, the event looked unreal. And not, never mind the, the flashing of the, of the booms from your own. But, like, Kiefer Cosby, I think, stole the show. Yeah, he, he and the walkout song, Ross. Sorry, by the way, the walkout song as well. Uh, Aslan, um, which one was it? The Crazy World. Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, is that what it's called? It's uh, like the only song I know. You know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, Kiefer, Kiefer Crosby. He brings the noise. Like he brings, he brings intensity. He brings violence. I thought he handled himself really well during fight week. He he he's such an intimidating character when yeah. he's there face to face. Um he really did a good job of like promoting his own brand and who he is, that he is a real fighter, that like he's not he's not part of this gimmicky stuff. And I thought like his win was great, um, no doubt about it. I thought he won all the rounds. And then on top of that, I thought the Tommy Fury call out was absolutely brilliant. I think it was spot on. And like I've no idea how much these guys are getting paid. It sounds like they're getting very well looked after. Yeah. And, like, if this is the easiest road to a big bag of cash, well, then, like, I'm all for for these guys. I think it's an absolute great idea. And I think it also goes to show, like, you know, there was talks of Kingpin going bust in the lead-up to this event. And, you know, they confirmed the event was on. It looked like a fairly packed-out arena. So maybe that just goes to show that going forward, that, like, there could be more Kingpin shows in Dublin and maybe Kiefer could headline the next one. Who knows who it's going to be against. But uh, we'll we'll definitely see what's up with that. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Tommy Fury next from. I feel like Tommy Fury's trying to fight KSI. And I feel like yeah. that's like a stadium show or like a Saudi show. But uh, look, Kiefer, Kiefer's put a name out there for himself. And he, he seemed to be received very well from what would majority be conceived to be like the TikTok fans, you might say. Um, you should so, find uh, the situation from Jersey Shore. Like, just start taking them all on and then move on to California. Uh, Dave Mark O'Neill. <laughs> Mark O'Neill. Shout out, Mark. Shout out yeah, Mark. legend. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, then, yeah Ross, Ross these, these organizations, no, once they come to Dublin, it's just like, we should actually just have an event here every week. Yeah, like, why not? Why not? And then, like, just to go back over, like, Keen Cowley as well, like, uh, I was very impressed with his boxing skills. Yeah. Uh, another forged out, or forged Irish out alumni. Um, but uh, who isn't? He, he he was uh he was very impressive because he was fighting a bare knuckle boxer, so he was fighting someone who just boxes. But uh, I thought yeah. Keane looked great in his fight. I thought he was actually the better boxer of the two. Um, 
Jackie's fight, I felt like there wasn't actually a lot actually going on. I'm not like when it sort of got to the end, I was like, I don't really know who won that because it didn't feel like anyone like sort of grabbed grabbed the the balls by the or grabbed the ball by the horns. Not talking about grabbing balls here. Uh, and then Ben Williams' fight, I actually thought was a joke. Like, uh, I think your man Fabio D had fought on. One of those charity events, one of those, I think it was Steve O'Timothy's charity event, and I saw him, and he treated that like it was a joke. Now, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't think anyone's taking it that serious, but, like... They only got four days notice, in fairness. Yeah, but, like, even the way he was, like, holding his hands up and, like, sort of running around, like, it, it was as if it was a skit to him. Uh, so, like, I hope we don't see him on a card again. I think that, that sounds like a call out if you're asking me, man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see him on a card, so he should come on the card against me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, Ron. Uh Yeah, but that was uh, no. It was great to see. Just uh, like look, you look, you love, you love to see the Irish getting paid, and uh, no, it was great. It was great. It really was. It was good to see, and there was a lot of stars out there watching it. Mm. And uh, let's see what happens next. Because they have a finale to do, I, I can see them coming back. But uh, we would, we are planning on, we are trying to get Kiefer on the show to see what's next because he wants to go to the UFC as well. But we will find out. Uh, Ross, this weekend. Bef- well, before we get into Shauna, we have Freud and I. Just, well, well, re- re- will we talk about Reese first? Uh, we'll maybe talk about Reese after. Yeah, yeah, we don't like that guy. Okay, <laughs> this Friday, right? Dean Barry is back. Titan FC, Friday night, Friday the 21st on UFC Fight Pass. Last time out, he was disqualified against Mike the Truth Jackson in, in what was it? It was UFC Fight Night. UFC Fight Night. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, give or take, yeah. Give or take. Leading into that fight, loads of people were saying, why is he even in the UFC? He didn't get the result that he should have got. And now this is the time that he has to go and prove himself. He was meant to fight in Cage Warriors, done and pulled out. This one is the big one now. So hopefully Dean Barry gets the win and puts his puts his career back on the straight, and then who knows where he can take it next. But also Ross, Friday night, Cage Warriors London is on. Yes, it is. We have Takamandu making a short notice return, and um, the K- team KF man is looking to get back in the win column after he suffered a defeat in Dublin. Um, look, I think he's chomping at the bit to get back in there. So hopefully. We we will see Takamandu with his hand raised, and then his teammate is fighting in the main event. James Webb is looking to reclaim the Cage Warriors middleweight championship. He is fighting against the current champion Mick Staunton. Um, he actually has a win over Mick, so it's going to be very interesting to see um, if he can be victorious a second time around. Um, what do you make? What do you make of uh, this fight? There's there's a lot. Also, there's a lot of featherweights fighting on the card, um, and you know. With Paul Hughes, you know, being in limbo, whether he'll go to the UFC or not, it's going to be interesting to see who will get in there for the next title shot. What do I make of the main event? Just, just the car. Well, the featherweights on the main event. Okay. Well, first of all, the, I'll start at the main event. Like this is this is going to be like this is a big fight. Uh, Mick Stanton looked like he was coming to the end of his career when he was taking on Will Curry. Like it almost looked like it was lining up. For Will Curry to take uh, to, to take the middleweight title and really run with it and potentially move straight into the UFC, like the, Will Curry is no joke. 
But the way Mick beat a beatman, like it was, uh, he showed how good he was, like a crafty veteran on the ground. Mm-hmm. And James is going to have have his hands full. But like James looks like a new person since beating Paddy McCurry in London. Yeah. Like uh, the amount of size he's had to put on, like the, like I I wouldn't say he's like more dedicated than ever because he's always like in the gym putting the putting the graft in. Same with all the T and K F lads, but um, I think if James has already beaten him before, I think he has to just believe himself to be able to do it again, and then just try not go to the ground with Mick. Yeah, obviously Mick's top game is uh very impressive, so I yeah. think that's 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 where Mick's going to look to bring it. that when. Uh, uh, in fairness to Mick, I will say his boxing has improved quite a bit in his last few fights as well. But I think when, you know, if things get uncomfortable for Mick in the fight, he knows if he gets the takedown, he's on top. That's where he, he's at his best. I think the only problem you'll have with James Webb is in the first couple of rounds, James Webb, Webb I think, is a much bigger body. So I think it might be hard to actually get down those first few rounds. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Last time they went the distance, uh, this has five. This is a five rounder, so it'll be interesting to see if we'll go the distance this time out as well. Yeah, well, we will find out this Friday on UC Fight Pass. Uh, Ross, you're asking about the featherweights. Like, look, I I'm a massive fan of Cage Warriors. I think like last year, some of the fights they put on were, were mm. memorable. Um, even the card they put on in Dublin, the way they had, they put Shelley against Herrera, James Webb against Oban. Um, the main event was Reese McKee against um, Jimmy Wallhead. Like those fights mean something. Like, and the, the issue with Bellator, especially Bellator Dublin cards, is that when the Irish are fighting, it seems no one can see what is next for them. And then, like when the next Bellator Dublin card rolls around, it's almost like like a, just copy and paste of the fights. It, there doesn't seem to be anything mm-hmm. lining up. Like, is there a title shot next? Do they move into the top ten? This Cage Warriors card, like I'm gonna just say, it's very A side heavy. Like there's a lot of featherweights fighting each other who should be actually fighting against each other. The likes of Jordan Vucenic is fighting Bryce Picode. I think he's new to the organization. Morgan Charrier is fighting Diogo Silva. I think he's new to the organization. Um, who else? Harry Hardwick is fighting Vitor Estevam, who's new to the organization. Paul Hughes is the current featherweight champion. I know he hasn't fought in, I think it's a year in November or something. Is that? Yeah, about that, yeah. About that. Like, the, these fights, they should almost make a... Interim. Interim, or even, like, a tournament. They haven't really done a tournament since Ian Gary, when he got signed to the UFC. I think they need to start lining these lads up, uh, like, like facing these lads off. I know Vucenic has fought Charrier before, but maybe, like, I don't know why they didn't put Hardwick against uh, Charrier. I'm sure Hardwick would be all over that. Um, there's just certain fights that they're not really lining up. And look, if we're going to praise them, we also have to say here, what's the story, lads? You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of these fights are very uh, one-sided. That doesn't mean they're going to win, but um, yeah, I think I think they're more one-sided at the moment on a name value. We have to wait and see them play out. We have to wait and see them play out. Whether you know, because like as much as as much as we always praise him, Dean. You know what I mean? Uh, on his matchmaking skills, like from a name value side, like I'm not as familiar with these guys here. These guys are fighting, but again, like let's see how the fights play out. Maybe these guys are unknown gems, but like I agree with you. I'd much rather see like Harry Hardwick fight uh, Morgan Charrier and see, see how that goes. But yeah, which who knows what, what what's gonna happen? Which fight are you most looking forward to seeing? 
I'm probably saying the main event. I, I just main think event. it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting fight between two guys who fought before. Last time we fought was three years ago. So let's see how this one plays out, you know? Yeah. Uh, we put a poll out asking which fight would you most like to see, are you most looking forward to? Or is yeah. your main event? Uh, Mick Stanton versus James Webb. Fuchanich versus Peacote. Hardwick versus Estevam. Um, Takamandu versus Grant Ogbone. And the winner by 33% is Harry Hardwick versus Vitor Estevam. So, like, hopefully just things start lining up more so we can uh, start doing more face-offs as well, Ross. So, because yeah, I enjoy absolutely. them, people enjoy them. And, like, if the fight, if the people aren't really chomping at the bit for the fight, then, I mean, we're fans at the end of the day, then mm. we're not really either. But that's Friday night, so make sure to tune in because uh, we're going to be supporting the Irish lads. And, like, obviously, Vucenic is a star, Harvey Hardwick is a star, Sherry is a star, and there is people to watch out for. But, Ross, Saturday night. Yeah, Sean O'Bannon will make her UFC debut against Bruno Brazil. Um, look, this is this is uh, something that we've been excited for for a long time. Sean O'Bannon is a star in the making. She really has it all. She's extraordinarily remarkable. She's got a great fighting style. Um, she's got a great fan base behind her already. She's, she's a built-in superstar, and I just think she has that potential um, to be absolutely huge. I think she is, like... A great interview as well. She speaks very well. I, I think she's the total package for the UFC. She's exactly what they're looking for. She's also Irish. Um, what? And I think outside of Conor McGregor, she has the potential to be the biggest star that Ireland has to offer. I know Ian Gary's blown up at the moment. Uh, I think the way he's handled himself after the, the last fight has been really, really good. I feel like he's sort of making all the right waves. Um, but I feel like Sean O'Bannon ha- could be the equivalent to... You know, Ronda Rousey started him. Yeah. Um, if, if things if things go her way, I think, she, especially especially with that fight style, like the way the way she throws those kicks is is absolutely beautiful. Even even the way she comes in with her punches and she blitzes them, like she she does have absolutely massive potential. And uh, obviously, since the birth of her son, she's gone undefeated, and her mindset and her work ethic, um, is just incredible to see. And she she could be for women's MMA, what Katie Taylor is for women's boxing. I was thinking about it today, Ross, walking around. I was just like, I think she, I think if the tree arena, right? Here, here's one for you, right? Mm. I know PT was talking to Ariel about uh, MVP, supposedly to come to the UFC, but I think I'd love to see Ian Gary against MVP in Dublin, right? But um, say if they made that fight, I know there's like, the potential of Wonderboy, all this mm. stuff, but I don't think Wonderboy would be like, come back into the backyard again after doing the Darren Till thing. And also MVP is big over here, this side of the country, yeah. this side of the world. Sorry, um, I think Shauna would sell more tickets than Ian Gary if after their next fights and they both came to Dublin. I just think the way she's like based in Dublin, like she's like represented the country multiple times in kickboxing and all like all around the world, world champion. Like the like the way she's a girl as well. Like there's like the second ever woman in the UFC. Like Paddy by her side. I, I like like the way Virgin Media are coming on board now, and they're going to be showing the whole event. Also, Virgin Media are going to be showing the whole of Reese's mm. fight as well. That's coming up in Paris in September. September second. September second. Um, like she just she just has it all. Uh, like if Shauna gets a viral KO this Saturday, she's off to the races. Like she is off to the races. Like um, I don't think anyone in the country doesn't support her. Bar you, Ross. And me sometimes, but I just I can just 
the the UFC are waiting for another star. They're always waiting for stars. And uh, Sean is going to be doing media day this week as well. She has the look. Like, she loves flying the flag. Like, the flag is never off her shoulders. Even when we were, like, going to amateur shows watching her or uh, even her first couple of fights as a pro, like, she carries it everywhere. Uh, and, like, that's what they want. That's why they give the Sean O'Malley's the Irish flag. They give the Molly McCann. Shout out, Molly. Looking forward to seeing her this weekend as well. They give her the, these other athletes. The Johnny Walkers, the Irish rub. But, like, Sean is a genuine girl from Tala. Her dad's like comes from a fighting background. Her sister's going to the Olympics as well. Like this is this this is like everything the UFC wants, and like they're getting it this Saturday night. So a Royal KO win, Jesus Ross. Yeah, so there's there's some 15, 16, 17 year old girl who's sitting at home right now who's probably going to end up playing Sean O'Bannon in, in a life in a in a movie because uh, that's that's what we're looking at. You know what I mean? Like yeah. her 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 life story. I f- I feel like there's like Sean O'Bannon. Pre becoming the mother, and then the the Mama B era, the evolution of a Mama B. They're almost like two different people. And ever since she's become Mama B, nothing's gotten her way. Whatever she's wanted, she's gone and gotten it. And I don't think it's going to be any different in the UFC. I feel like she's more determined than other people. I feel like she approaches the game at such a high professional level, and I feel like she has the right people around her to get her all the way to the top. And I think literally. The sky is the limit for her, I think, in terms of her fighting ability and in terms of her stardom. Yeah, but even, like, we obviously follow loads of fighters in the country as well, but, like, the stuff she does, all the training, like, she's got, like, this 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 woman is never, like, out of any sort of training. She's constantly training if she's not minding her son. This is, like, mm. th- this is the standard you need to be, Ross. That's why there's only three fighters in the UFC. And, like, we started doing this show because we loved covering mixed martial arts, especially the UFC, mm. especially Irish fighters. But then you see another one into the UFC. It's just like, this is what makes, like, this is what we love doing, and this is what we love covering. And then, like, the UFC are getting another star. We've also done a carrying through Ian. And then, obviously, Connor, when, like, mm. we only got started doing podcasts, and, like, we love talking about the rise of the whole Irish MMA scene, especially Connor. So it's a, it's a great day for everyone. The whole country is going to be watching. The whole country will be supporting her this Saturday. I'm absolutely buzzing, Ross. The worst yeah. thing about it is we won't be there. Yeah, I won't be there. I'll be at a wedding somewhere in Kilkenny, so I'll be I'll be in the corner streaming on my phone. Um, I can't believe I'm not invited to your wedding this weekend, but we'll move on, Ross. Yeah, we'll um, move on, move on. Yeah, but for people in around Crumlin, the Black Forge Inn will be hosting a watch party. That That's a fantastic idea. So, like, yeah. Ross, there will be people there. Like, I'm sure you might be able to run away from your own wedding this weekend just to get a few Forged Irish Stouts, best out in the game, and then uh, go yeah. back and just say you're in the bathroom. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then I suppose the other other big news that we haven't discussed is that uh, Reese McKee is back with the UFC. Uh, Baz, I'm going to say it, I don't think anyone deserves to be back in the UFC more than Reese McKee does. Um, obviously, he had a tough run in the UFC. He had to fight Hamza, um, Morono. Like, it doesn't really get much tougher than that in your first two fights. But like this guy has went and clawed his way back there. He's finished everyone that Cage Warriors put in front of him. He's gone three and zero, three finishes. We're talking people like Jimmy Wallhead, who's fought in massive promotions all over the world, including the UFC. And we're also talking about Justin Berlinson, who's fought in the Contender Series. Like Reese McKee went in there and put them away. Two fight the night performances in his last two fights for me as well. They were absolutely incredible, and um, no one deserves it more than him. He is an absolute tireless competitor. And he's just an absolute joy to watch, and he's also he's he's such a pleasant fella. You're like, 
as much as he deserves it from his fighting career, you almost couldn't be happier for him on a personal level if you've ever spoken to him. Nah, he's all right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like obviously Ross. Um, see, the thing is, when he went when he went into the UFC, I remember that call off Graham Bowen and being like, "You're going, you're." You've got the call up to fight mm-hmm. in Fight Island, and then uh, when we saw he's fighting Kazmat, I was like, Jesus Christ! And then uh, obviously, then why fought Alex Morono after that, and mm-hmm. he was obviously uh, a UC vet. He did he didn't get a fair crack of the whip, but uh, this game was ruthless, Ross. And um, he sort of he sort of I wouldn't say disappeared, but he he really took a step back, and then just sort of concentrated on himself, built his own confidence back up, and. Um, Look, we've had him on the show numerous times. We've had him doing face-offs and the build-up to his fights. Like, I mean, mm. we have a very big loyalty to Reese. Like, uh, anytime you're around him, you're almost surprised he's a fighter. He's that kind of a guy. He, I think he's about to become a father as well. And congratulations to him and Mrs. McKee. And um, it's just time. Sometimes you see it's just time. Obviously, Graham Boland put a post out um, pretending he was going to fight again the Cage Warriors. And, like, we were talking to each other both on-air and off-air, being like, like, what's this chap need to do? I mean, like, who's he meant to fight? There was no one really standing there. There was potential against Oban Elliott, but he was going contender series. So it didn't, nothing really, mm. like, made sense. Like, nothing was going to be bigger than the last fight or even bigger than the fight before that against Burlington. And it was like, was Reese really going to hold out till October to fight in Cage Warriors Dublin again? Didn't really make sense because he's in his prime now. I think. Yeah, there was there was no one there for him to fight really as well. Like he he showed the level he's at, and he was going to fight at the levels that. Uh, he's obviously going over against. He's fighting loose uh, on September second in Paris, France. Can't wait for it. I think, as always, Reese McKee goes in there for the finish. I can't wait to see him get in there and do it again. He's back where he belongs, and he's back with the top motion in the world. Yeah, and uh, I think Liam Shannon and Pat McAllister will be selling Skeletor berets outside the Eiffel Tower that weekend as well. So make sure to get them, bro. Yeah, Pat, Pat McAllister <laughs> has to keep on financing that Bentley. <laughs> Another man with a Lambo. Um, Ross, look, this is this is probably one of my favorite shows we've done in a while. I mean, massive news for Shauna. I mean, massive week for Shauna. Massive week for uh, Reese. Like the lads in Kingpin doing the business, the Irish uh, are back, baby. Yeah, Decky Dollar announcing his retirement, like a like a legend of the Irish MMA scene. Uh, and Dean Barry is back this week, and Jerry Harris is back in the win column. And like it's been uh, some great events for Irish mixed martial arts, and I look forward to coming back next weekend and discussing it all because hopefully it's just going to be an absolute like. Um, Glorious weekend. Glorious. Uh, <laughs> victorious week for yeah. And uh, look, Aspinall against um, Tybura, that's going to be a big main event in London. Monty McCann's on the card. Um, I can't wait for it, bud. Yeah, man, it's going to be an absolute insane weekend. Can't wait for it. Um, just want to say thanks to everyone who does support us. Thanks for everyone who likes this video. Uh, leave a comment below on who you think is going to be, who's next into the UFC from Irish Fighters. Um, make sure to smash the subscribe button because the more subscribers we get the better for us and the better content we can deliver you and as always stay energized energized show up the Irish been sussing you guys a couple of times I've seen a couple of clips I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that but I, I, I saw so keep going keep up the good work guys